As we continue in our discussion around spiritual transformation, last week I invited you to look into the Apostle Peter. And I mentioned to you that that name Peter was actually a nickname which meant the rock. And I asked you if you wanted to come along and see if you could smell what the rock's been cooking. Uh, This week, boys, we're going to jump into the meat and potatoes of his second letter. And I'm going to show you some powerful stuff here from the Apostle Peter. Welcome to the Reman Initiative. Hey guys, thanks as always for taking just a few minutes out of your day to spend them with me. We're going to jump into the second letter that Peter wrote, 2 Peter, and we're going to start in chapter 1, verse 1 today. Let me read that to you. Verse 1, from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, have been granted a faith just as precious as ours. I want to slow down a bit and really walk you through the depth and the riches of what the Apostle Peter writes in this letter. If we grasp hold of what he wants to teach us here, then I'll know in my heart that those of you who are listening will have what you need to make that transition from Christian to disciple of Christ. Something very important is being expressed in the first few words of verse 1, and it's here that I want to camp out for just a moment. The letter starts with these words, from Simon Peter, a slave. The use of both names here, Simon and Peter, was believed by many scholars to have been done on purpose. So the readers would see both the Hebrew man, Simon, the Jew, the guy we discussed last week who was in need of transformation and was yet to truly know who Jesus was, and then compare that guy with the man, the Christian man, Peter, the apostle, who not only truly knows Jesus, but deeply loves him, and this has greatly transformed him as a man. That progression, that transformation is placed here at the beginning, so we can understand why Peter even bothers to pen the letter. We have to remember that these letters that we read now as Scripture, they had a purpose. The apostles weren't just sitting around thinking, man, I am bored. I have got to write something today. No, these letters were meant to offer teaching and in most cases, some rebuke and course correction for the recipients of the letters. There was something amiss, and the apostles were faithful to offer the teaching and the correction needed to ensure that those who would claim to be in the household, the family of Jesus, were living like it. The purpose of this letter was a plea by the apostle Peter for Christian development for lives that were committed to transformation. For Peter, it was a horrifying thought 
that there would be those under his care that would claim to have knowledge of God and of Jesus the Christ, but don't have a behavior that reflects this at all. The idea of knowing Jesus and yet continuing to live in a manner that is not in alignment with Jesus, his teachings, or his Holy Spirit was a cancerous lie that Peter thought must be addressed and swiftly cut out. In the next few verses, Peter will mix wisdom, knowledge, some real love for his readers, and some sarcasm to give us a roadmap for the developmental progression that we all should be committed to. Notice in this first verse how Peter identifies first as a slave before he ever identifies as an apostle. This is important to catch because this isn't just any word for slave. No, this word is the Greek word doulos. When the Holy Spirit was inspiring Peter as he wrote this letter, I'm certain that this attitude of heart expressed in this one word was meant to be front and center. A doulos was a man who had purposely sold himself into the service of another. In Exodus 21, 5 and 6, we're shown where a man that wished to become a doulos would express his love for his master and his desire to never leave his master's side. His master would bring this man to the tabernacle, the place where God's presence dwelt, meet with Moses and Aaron there before God and the other witnesses, and the man's ear was pierced as he was marked for life as a doulos, a man that loved and swore his life to the honored service of his master. Exodus 21, 5 and 6 reads like this. But if the servant should declare, I love my master, my wife and my children, I will not go out free. Then his master must bring him to the judges and he will bring him to the door or the doorpost and his master will pierce his ear with an awl and he, that's the, that's the servant, shall serve him, that's the master, forever. Simon, the loud, bold, aggressive, and somewhat unbridled man that we see in the early days of Jesus' time here on earth, is now Peter, the doulos of Christ. Do you feel that? I feel that deep inside of me, that, that honor, that desire to wholly give yourself in the service of something or someone much greater than yourself. That same heart that drives the heroism that resonates within us when we read a great book like Lord of the Rings or King Arthur's Knights of the Round Table or the Marvel characters that we love to watch on the big screen even as grown men, that's the heart Holy Spirit is appealing to in these first few words. Remember going to the movies as a kid and watching a movie with a, a great hero in the story? Remember how you felt as you walked out into the light, your eyes adjusting from the dark room and that deep longing that was in your heart to be that sort of hero. I remember that feeling so well. I remember my mama taking me to the Saturday matinee because it was cheap and that was all we could afford. Walking out of that movie, my eyes like still getting used to the bright daylight from the dark room. 
And I remember how for a little while I felt that I too could be that hero. And then as the day wore on and the reality of my own poor self-image sank back into my heart, that feeling drifted away. It was gone. We may not recognize it, but it's that desire to be a hero that drives so much inside of us as men. You can deny it if you want, but it's there. Maybe it's buried under mountains of garbage that this world has cast on top of you, but it is there nonetheless. And this is what I want to leave you with today. I want you to feel the heroism that Peter may have personally denied he exhibited, but was present all the same, as he daily swore his allegiance to his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want you to feel that sense of honor, character, self-denial that drives a man to love another so much that he, he devotes his entire life to that man's service. One of my favorite movies is The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. If you haven't seen it, it's well worth the time. The term samurai is said to be derived from a word meaning to serve. The devotion that the samurai give to training, preparing, and serving their emperor is inspiring. The honor of dying in battle for your king was greatly revered. It was a good death, they would say. These men gave themselves in the service of a man thought to be a god who was no god, the emperor of Japan. Peter gave himself in the service of the man proven to be the full embodiment of God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, the risen King Jesus. How I pray. Each of you listening today, as well as myself, would have this attitude forged into our hearts. That we would deeply desire to be the doulos, the samurai of the king of kings. When we get to a point where this becomes the craving of our hearts. When our love for him becomes so strong that we are willing to sell ourselves into his service. Then true transformation is well underway. This is the way that the Apostle Peter is inviting us to engage in. And we will see as we move through this part of his letter the roadmap that he gives us to pursue after our Lord as his doulos. You will be a slave to something or someone. If you think not, you are deceived, brother. If you're going to be a slave, then wouldn't you rather be a doulos? Wouldn't you rather your life be marked with honor and character that was driven to serve in true love those around you because by doing that you serve the king that you are sworn to? These are the questions I want to leave you with this week to ponder on. So until next week, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. God bless, brothers. You've been listening to the Reman Initiative. For more information, check out our website at www.experiencereman.com. 
There's a contact page there. Why don't you take some time to drop me a note and let me know what you thought of today's show? Or maybe you've got a question you'd like for me to dive into in a future episode. Let me know about that. Hey, if you like what we're doing here, why don't you give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes? It'll help us reach other men with what is intended to be a lifeline and a message of hope. Until next week, have a great day, guys. God bless.